0: For his rise to fame, our next co-host started working for Ukhozi FM as a journalist. He is a businessman and a pastor in his area of Umzumbe, Gwamalala, where he was raised by his late mother and grandmother. A few years ago, a big break came through on Mzanzi Magic when they introduced a new show to the South African audience called U- Uthando Nes This show would become groundbreaking that he would go on to share his life with his four wives and, as at that time... 10 children as what we refer to in society as a polygamist. Of course, we have since had a conversation with him where he sought to debunk the myths of what is understood about polygamy and actually spoken to why for him it works and is very honest about it, might one add. Since his last appearance then on our show, which was on the eve of Heritage Day, he became an author again, this time sharing his insights in how he built his own business Uh, Good good evening sir,
1: thank you so much for inviting me
0: The first line here piqued my interest You're a businessman, author, television personality Now you're making a second appearance on the show You started off at Okozi You've had many engagements with Mflabowenen Is this now Babum Seleko making a comeback on the airwaves To have his own show sometime soon?
1: I am very inspired and encouraged In fact I think there's so much that i can do if i can get a, a radio opportunity because of the interest around the life i'm living as well as the information that i can share with the you know the nation at large
0: well you've got a constituency for a good start because you can just tell everybody at home to switch their radios on and your ratings wouldn't be bad first time up babumseleko <laughs> <laughs> it is true <laughs> thank you again for agreeing to do this not too many people are prepared to put themselves out there and host a radio program of course many have done it before you, you are one of many and we do appreciate that, but equally as many have run away from this the last time we spoke there was a great deal of interest in polygamy in understanding the art of polygamy the culture of polygamy, the commerce of polygamy the, 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 the Zulu traditions that are embedded within polygamy as you would have told your story how in the time since we last spoke have you been received by the community in relation to you having discussed as openly as you did then, as openly as you continue to share your love? I mean, your life in television. How people? How have people responded to you now that they have a better understanding of what we oftentimes mistake polygamy for?
1: I must say that ninety percent of the people uh, appreciate the work that we are doing. Obviously. We cannot please everyone. But I think we are trying our level best. But more than trying our level best, I believe that because this is our life, uh, we are giving them, you know, the authentic, the genuine stuff out there. Uh, where sometimes people might differ with us, the way we are doing things, we also appreciate that criticism. But I don't think there is much that we can change, because if we change, it will then mean... We are no longer in the path uh, which we, we started, you know, building on. So, but at the same time, we need to be careful uh, not to become arrogant. Mm. Uh, we need to be listening to people so that we can try and, and modify where we can, but without losing the culture uh, which we are building this family upon.
0: We're not going to talk too much about that because I don't think we want to really get as personal as we might have then last time because we are trying to profile the guest that is going to be taking over this evening, which is you. So, for those who have watched Utando Nestem, for those who know him from his early radio days on Ukazi FM, for those who are buying his books as he has written them, and those who are in business with him, or for those who are just interested in the life of one Musam Selegu, well, Undabizita is on the line this evening. I've got another 15 or so with him, 15 or so minutes with him on air. So I would especially implore you to call us on Johannesburg 714-2006 as we look into the life of Babum Selego in the broader sense. Here's something which always resonated with me when I watched one of your programs, of course, with Tando but I just don't know which episode it was. You had mentioned, and it was quite a somber moment, that before your mother passed away, she had blessed you by saying, My child, no male child should typically have to go through what you are going through. Mm. And I think Mm. the response to, and you were saying that in the light of you having looked after your mother, doing Mm. everything for her that she couldn't do, some of it being as personal as in washing her. But Mm. you said to her, she blessed you because she told you all of this will come back to you and you'll be wealthy and happy. Respond to that, please.
1: No, that's true. You know, at the time when I was looking after her, taking care of her, Uh, I remember at some point, because she had her room, I would sleep next to her room. But there was a time where I could not sleep outside her room. I had to sleep inside. And if she would want to go, you know, and and relieve, relieve herself, I would have to assist her. And those were difficult moments. Up until she would mess up her bed, and I would have to take care of that. Uh during that period, I was very strong, but my mother was very weak in the sense that she could see that I should not be doing what I was doing. But there was no option. And it was around that time where she expressed a sincere, you know, love. And I would say sadness at the same time, because she did not want me being a male child. To pass her and she said my my son you will never suffer mm. you'll never suffer again by doing what you are doing uh, I would go outside and and cry and come back as happy as ever you know because I didn't want her to feel more pain because I, w- I was not okay by doing what I was doing
0: mm, mm, mm. let's take an air break, but I'm gonna continue this because I'm going to talk to the significance of the blessings of ancestors and the significance of ancestors to you in your life. And in many respects, just spread the knowledge, if you like, of how many people take to ancestry and how and why for some it would work. And I think this is the perfect entry point in having that discussion. Mr. Musam Seleko, businessman, author and television personality, not so long from now, it will be hashtag the Tuesday takeover with him. Until then, of course, I've got him, and so do you. Give us a call, Johannesburg, 714-2006. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. I'm speaking to Mr. Musam Seleku, who is the founder. I oh, beg your pardon, he's not the founder. He's, he's a businessman, author, and television personality. We are talking to him in relation to, among many things, who he is his proud Zulu culture and heritage as he practices it, and the fact that he is an author who has now since written a book, How right. I Made My First Million. That's a book that we're going to discuss not so long from now. But I really do wish to implore you to give us a call on Johannesburg 714-2006, Mr. Musam Seleku. Sir, are you there? seems like Mr. Musumseleku is not there quite at the moment. Shall we just um, No, I can hear you. You I'm can here. hear me. Okay, wonderful. Before the ad break, we, we we started speaking about the relationship that you shared with your mother. And of course, I wanted you to specifically deal in the issue or the matter of ancestors. Why Tumseleku? And I would imagine you would be speaking for me in many respects because I do get the sense that we share a belief in the value of ancestors and what ancestors do or say while they are life those things have a profound way of materializing in life as you are now discovering Uh,
1: let me start by saying you know it it is a myth that there are certain people who don't believe in ancestors or people who have a a, a different view that they don't have ancestors there there is no person who doesn't have ancestors I always argue this uh, by saying if a person was not going to have ancestors, should have been born in the in the way that the Bible describes uh, the the path of Jesus Christ. Uh, if, if you are not born like that, uh, you are bound to have ancestors because it's a matter of flesh fre- and blood. That's one. Number two, I know, um, I know, without any shade of doubt. Uh, that ancestors, they live within us, they live among us, and they do a lot of things. Not only they do good things, but they also make us suffer if we don't follow certain things that they expect us to be following. Uh, It's a matter of a person having an in-depth understanding of how these spiritual beings operate. Then it's only when a person will have a revelation. You know, you will find a person saying to you, I don't recognize ancestors, Mm. but yet you will then, if you are spiritually gifted, you will discover that person, most of the suffering is either financial, in a relationship-wise, or in a number of things. It's because he has deserted his or her ancestors. So whether a person says, I don't believe to them, or I believe, but if you don't, obey or do according to what they would want you to do, surely there is something that is going to happen in your life. And some people, they will find their life going very well. They think, no, there is no need. But they little do they know that when they pass on, it's only when they will discover that they should have listened to the ancestor. But the, 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 the greatness of respecting and recognizing ancestors is that their word does not go in vain? My mother said I will never suffer. Yeah. I, I think I'm only having challenges. I'm not suffering, as I was not suffering while she was alive. I think she has kept that word. Um, and and if we we respect them, I also believe that many sicknesses that we we suffer from and many things that we go through, if our ancestors. Uh, are well looked after, and they are also looking after us, we wouldn't be suffering and going through a lot of of hardships that we normally go through as, as people.
0: Profound words, profound words. I could speak about that because it does strike home in many respects what you have said but because we don't have all the time in the world, let's talk about the book that you have recently authored. It's the 2020 book How I Made My First Million. Give us some snippets into the book and I oh, will answer the question yourself. How did you make your first million? Babumseleko, are you there?
1: They thought we were just Overnight millionaires. I think that is what has been going on. Therefore, I felt that there was a compelling need uh, to share our story, not only because we wanted to tell the story, but I saw that many people were suffering because they lack knowledge. And the way we have made our first million is so simple. I identified four spots around taxi ranks. Uh, I realized that there was so much money that is going on around those spaces. The difference between myself and the people who are still trading, in informal trading for that matter, it's because they did not give their money dignity that I gave. What do I mean? A person who's a a professional earning his salary or her salary, Israel goes to the bank, and in that way, the bank start to recognize that person, and the bank will give that particular person credit. But when you are operating in an informal sector, because you don't bank your money, the bank would not, or any financial institution, would not recognize you in the same press that they are recognizing a person who's banking with them. The person who's banking with them will then be given benefits of buying a car or buying a house of starting another business but because you don't invest in banking your money so that it will have a credit record whenever you would want to expand your business whenever you would want to uh, buy shelter that will provide dignity to you you would struggle because no one will find you credit worth or no one will trust you with his or her money so secret i then said what are the secrets of this Let me give you a a, a simple example. Mm. A a guy who's washing 10 taxes at the tax rank, who's not educated, at 70 rand uh, per tax, is making 700 rand a day. And that guy surpasses the the, the person who's got a diploma or a degree in terms of the income that person is earning. But the difference is that this guy doesn't bank his money. Mm. The other one gets whatever, no matter how little that salary is. But because it goes to the bank, he will then seem as if he's earning more money than this other guy. Mm. So the, 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 what I've written or what i put down in the book is exactly how I then realized that there's so much money. Some ladies, some other guys are making over 18000 But if you can go and ask them, hey, where is that money? They would, they would not tell you where is that money. But if they check, that money has gone through their hands mm, mm, within mm. a period of 30 days. So then if you don't invest in a financial institution so that what you would not afford with the money that you have, but the financial institution will trust you with their money, it will be easy if you are banking. But if you are not banking, no one will trust you. Then I'm saying in... How I made my million, is so simple, because I have then developed those principles. Where so I said to my four wives, let us open, uh, take um, small restaurants around these places. It's easy, and let us make money around these uh, places. But what we need to do is to bank every day the money that we are not going to use uh, for the following day. Because if we do that, then we will be able to grow our money rapidly than a person who just bank and then go and withdraw the next day. So when you do that, it doesn't work because the cost or the expenses within those spaces are so less than a person who's operating in a formal business where you have to pay for electricity, for water and other things. Mm, mm. Those people are not paying for those overheads they are just making money but the difference is because they are not disciplined enough to save to make sure that they have a long term goal of what they would want to achieve uh you know those guys i applaud them they have so much courage to go and stand under the sun there but because they don't put dignity in the money that they they are working so much so hard for it mm. They will stay there forever, whereas they can do better than what they are doing if they invest the liquid sent. Let they me engage leak.
0: this. Let me engage this, and I appreciate these stories because these are these are everyday South African stories. We we. The, 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 the local economy especially the informal economy has a lot of money passing through it we are at that stage now where societies otherwise known in our circles, so, so so, I hope you can hear me now i'm Let's try and sort this problem out offline, please. Braffini, just play that beautiful wedding song that we have there. We're going to try and get back to Babum Selegu. We do, are, or right now, we are struggling with his line. But in any event, not long from now, and let's just make sure we sort it out. Babum will be taking over on hashtag the Tuesday Takeover here on SAFM. Businessman, author, and television personality talking to us about how he made his first million. Babum Selegu, I understand you're back. Babum I understand you are back. Yes, yes, yes. Indeed, okay. Let me follow up on that. The informal economy in this country has a lot of money that passes through its hands, billions. The taxi industry, you've mentioned it. Yes. And all the businesses around the taxi industry, you mentioned the car wash, the fast food, even the fast food that comes from the stands of our mothers and fathers who are there supporting the industry. Now, is there a way in which we could not necessarily formalize it in the formal sense in terms of going through the banking institution and having paper but just so that people can better manage their money so that people can have records however records are to be established so that whatever money that is made can work for them as you're correctly saying you take home 700 rand every day there's Mm. bread that has to be bought there's electricity there's transport there are Mm. school lunches and because these are everyday expenses, you will not see the impact of the 700 rand. Whereas, mm-hmm. as you are saying, if you put away, you know, you're taking home 700 rand. 350 is being put away, whatever happens. And then in time, because now you have scaled up your reserves, then you can buy your monthly purchases, if not your yearly purchases. What do you think in the South African informal economy? specifically focusing on Guazuru Natal. There are lots of people, therefore there's a lot of buying power. So the mm-hmm. value might be low, but the volume simply gives you that value. How could we better manage our money as a people? It is December. Billions upon billions are going to be spent and people are not going to have money in January.
1: Yeah. You you know, it's like people who have so much courage to play a stock fan uh, just to uh, you know, when, when it's December time and then they, they go there and say, okay, let me have my share you know it it doesn't have a, a business sense because it's just to save money for a short term, but when you look into what that money is going to do as far as that particular person is concerned, it's a matter of spending it. you know you save so much just to spend it. What then needs to happen is that the the the, the The Department of Small Business, as well as banking institutions, they don't need to go and formalize the trading itself. We need to allow trading to happen as it is happening. Mm. Because if you want to change it, it's it's not going to make business sense for the people that are are, are in it. Mm. But Mm. what we need to do, we need to go and teach them financial education, financial management. To say, if you are making so much a day, How much are your expenses, your true expenses, and how much you can save out of this? If we can be a nation who's conscious about saving for tomorrow, let me tell you, we can change the lives of our people instantly. Mm. But if we don't invest in educating them, they don't have to go to school. A five-minute rundown of giving information to them and make sure that this institution and the, the department of small business they just recruit these people to say we want to make sure that you bank your money regularly for the reasons of making sure that at the end of the day your target of making 20,000 100,000 a million rand is achieved you know hmm. because if we don't do that they will keep on working over and over again without realizing how much power, how much financial power they have as individuals. And what I like about it, you don't need to have so much money where you would even go and borrow before you can make profit. With the liquid 500 rents that we have, you can go and buy apples and sell them and you make a 1,000 rent. It's so simple. It's so easy. You know, unlike other uh, forms of business where you need capital to, to start your business. But this one... It's an easy
0: as APCT. One of the big problems to all of what you say is, Bazotini Here uh-huh. I am, I am a graduate, I am unemployed because the job market is difficult. And I do have, for instance, even this 350 rand that the government has made uh-huh. provision for for me. Me, I once walked a stage at UKZN. Me, Songezo, Selegu's San. Mm, Going mm. to sell apples at a taxi rank? Icon.
1: You, you know, as you know, my brother, you're asking a very pertinent question. Let me tell you, people like us, who have started at the bottom. We need to go and tell these stories. We need to go and share these stories. We need to go and experience the burning of the sun together with these people. So that when we make this fashionable, you know, when we give them so much strength and courage... Let me tell you, they will say, hell no to you, whatever that we are saying. I know I am making a lot of money. And once we share this information, let me tell you, their businesses are going to be respected. I have one graduate at King Edward Hospital who has been sitting at home, uh, not being employed. She got courage one day and she's selling uh, type and pub there. Mm. Let me tell you. She's making over 3,000 rand a day. I have a young man who has been receiving 350 from government during this time of Corona. He started making ice cream. He's at Mtoileau, my ice cream next to where I'm staying. Mm. This man is making a lot of money. He was sharing that information with me. And I made a video with him where I gave him courage. So I'm saying, what we need to do, people like us, you know, we need to go there. We need to go with financial institution. We need to go with small business people and encourage and give respect to our people. Let me tell you, no graduate. Once a graduate experience how much money is being made there, that graduate will say hell no with what people are saying.
0: And hell no to employment. And hell, yeah, to self-employment. Thank you so much for the lessons. Let's take a short ad break. You know the drill now. After the ad break, it is your show until the top of the hour. Babumseleku, then, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be taking over here on Songas on My Bed. There's the viewpoint after the break.